0: Last time on the dungeon patrol, the heroes departed the elven capital, accompanied by the cleric Shea and the remnants of the Greylash party. They were escorted by elves, and later, wild-seeming halflings who immediately recognized Bjorn as one of their own. They emerged from the forest to find a forlorn old home bereft of its army. Will the adventurers help Redthorn and return him in time for the battle? Find out Now.
1: Episode forty eight, woohoo! Wow, Arsenio
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hall is in our special guest today,
1: <laughs> uh, playing cult show. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad somebody's excited about that. Uh, episode forty eight. That's that's a uh, that's pretty cool. Um, what do we do on episode forty eight? We're going to talk about stuff that's happened, and you guys have leveled up. Right. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. retiring, That's I thought we was just doing paperwork, <laughs>
3: <laughs> this this and the paperwork and yeah. taxes. <laughs> paperwork.
2: Great. What form is that? I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, let's go find out. Yeah, let's go to the government building. Oh gosh. Yeah, there was a. You guys do have to pay some taxes. Uh... Well, we have to if we. W- I mean, I yeah. feel like. I don't know. You don't have to. We'll it's see.
3: Here's a great gift. Pay some taxes on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is like when you, you know, like yeah. the. Winning the prices right or something. Yeah, And exactly. if you get a car, you got to pay taxes on it.
1: Yep. That's the way it works, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> you guys, uh, you were going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, coats of arms and things mm-hmm. like that. I, I, I don't know if you guys have given any thought to that.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, it comes down to us deciding what the management of these estates is going to be. Are we going to be doing this as a collaborative? Are we going to be just like, no, I'm sick of these people. And, you know, is it my coat of arms or am I sharing it with these guys? That's a good question.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I kind of think that this estate should be, um, maybe thought rethought as a timeshare.
3: <laughs> there you go. That's, that's not time. a bad idea. So you're, you're, you're
1: a socialist <laughs> collective. Uh, yeah. No, you could you could do whatever you want with right. it. That's why it And was then I can sell
2: of... my time to someone else. Yeah, that's true. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about
3: that. How, how, how many,
1: many points do you have left? <laughs> yeah, who are you in <laughs> gonna? Who are you gonna give this are time you, to Are you
3: sure you want me <laughs> renting the place out to my friends? <laughs> <laughs> Think that's about that. That is a
2: good that. point.
1: That is a good point. I want to react with. Your friends? <laughs> Associates. <laughs> goes, yes. Just a bunch of orphan kids. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what would happen. It would be uh-huh. another orphanage. Uh, yeah, it was just meant to be something fun that you guys could kind of think about how you wanted to do it, if you wanted to style it a little bit differently, have your own coat of arms, kind of talk about if you wanted to rename it, have like an estate. Um, you could even choose a... a Last name if you wanted to, like a lordly sort of sounding thing. Mm-hmm. I dunno I don't know. Do you, do you know, even
4: have last names?
1: I do Brizzlebum.
0: A- Brizzlebum. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Olafson.
1: Olafson? Yeah. Brizzlebum? Very noble names is that, indeed. With E N at the end or O N? O N. Oh, very good. Call show, you have a last name.
2: Well,
4: I mean, yes, my birth name I do have a last name. That is true, but I, I don't, don't really identify with it.
1: You also. As if is his real yeah,
3: what first, was their name? last name. It was Elthander, <laughs> and my father was Kelthander, right?
1: Yeah, Kelthander. Nordellan. Nordellan. Okay. Nordellin.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to use that name.
1: <laughs> uh, make the DM feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just you know. Yeah. No, you you can use whatever you want. Alaron's <laughs> uh, not
3: going to use that name because
2: <laughs> we're pretending that Alron is his first real name, anyways. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Who yeah. Who knows? I mean, that's what
1: the he, name is just known forever. So yeah.
2: perception, right?
4: I'm thinking if we were going to name it, it should just have a, you know, a
2: generic name. The cleric, formerly known as Alaron? There you go. No, or like maybe the commun- estate. Oh commun- yes, like, oh, yeah. like Sunny Groves Ranch. So <laughs>
4: shady <laughs> groves. Conceptually, yes. Bloody oh, groves. Just <laughs> <you>. Bloody <laughs> groves. <laughs> uh,
0: Frolicking goat. <laughs> Frolicking goat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that it? The
4: Ajax Estate.
5: I'd be down with that. Okay with that. Yeah,
4: that's fine. Yeah.
2: Do you Aww. want to do Ajax Ranch or farms, or do you want to do an estate? Ajax mm. Farms.
0: Ajax Farms. I mean, my plan is to raise goats on my property. Well, then so. be a, a farm.
2: farm. A farm or well, ranch, at least. This is this
4: a really good place, though, to raise goats?
0: Yes. I would, I would think so, yeah.
3: Isn't everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the sound of that.
3: And then we could have a shared coat of arms
4: with a goat on it.
2: There you go.
0: Eating the flower.
2: There you go.
4: All right, well, let's go back to the drawing board. Okay.
2: Cool. So sure, this one's more blood in the crest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and in the name. We still
4: have to find a way to get that much money. And we're nowhere near that. <laughs> this um, this oh, is I true. Heard-
0: yeah, and I left my book, so I forgot to look at uh, how much I had.
4: Oh, and we, we need Squared to go. Away. You know, if somebody's listened to that episode just mm-hmm. recently about all the money that came out of mm-hmm. the basement. How much was it? Please tell us. Because I remember it being a few thousand.
1: <laughs> uh, I probably have it written in my notes somewhere, and I, I should have gone back and looked. I,
4: I meant to go listen to that this last week.
1: Yeah. um, But I, I was thinking you were close. I didn't want to put it totally out of reach um and uh i had a figure in mind originally and then i had uh um you know i had falling water and and the queen step in to kind of try to reduce that amount and so i think it ended up being close to what you guys had i mean it would have
4: just bankrupted us basically.
1: yeah bankrupted you yeah. <laughs> i see exactly start,
5: start fresh <laughs> uh see what you're doing there
1: so yeah, we'll figure that out, and uh, what what the um, uh, Order of the Misty Moor does also is it allows you to wear something very cool.
4: Is it, I'm sorry, is it Misty Moor? I thought it was Mossy Moor. Mossy
1: Moor, sorry. Mossy Moor, okay. I've got them mixed up. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's going to go over well on podcast. I've got
4: Knight of the Stormy Coast and Lord of the Mossy Moor.
1: Uh. Yep. Okay. And you are lords and ladies of the Mossy Moor. And as such, you get to wear a party-colored coder D, which is for the men folk, a short, tight-fitting jacket with buttons down the front and down the sleeves. Uh, And the party-colored part is the right side, or your dominant side, is always going to be green to reflect the the mossy, the mossy moor part, you know, it's kind of a sign of your dedication to the land and its people. Um, and so, uh, ideally you have this short police, this little, little jacket that hangs off one shoulder, your, you know, shoulder you're not going to use. And then your free arm is this flashy green where you're, you know, bashing your foes with your sword and stuff like that. So that's that's what that looks like. And you mm-hmm. don't have to wear mm-hmm. it, obviously. Alaron's just giving me like death stares mm-hmm. here.
3: So it stands out and marks me as someone uh right. Yeah, a- okay. Hey, Great. hey,
2: pay attention to me. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the way you guys used it, like when you were officially uh delegates to right. the elves and you decided to wear it to that, that mm-hmm. council, I think it's that like was the, appropriate. Do you know who I am time to wear? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's like your dress uh, outfit and you no, you wouldn't it wear was, it all the it time. It was
3: just a costume. Yeah. to wear for a, a certain
1: job. Right. <laughs> uh you you can spin it any way you need to to sleep at night. <laughs> <El-ron>. <laughs> uh but I, I don't you sleep. think he sleeps, yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm you know, me- messing things I'm up. Hunched at the foot That's of your so bed, Jerry. You, you think he sleeps? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he so, watches over us at night. Well, you guys can figure that out. Talk about Ajax Farms and coats of arms and I just like, well, it rhymes so nicely. Uh, and uh, get back to me on that, and we'll figure out the gold situation. See where you're at. Um, But I think last time you were in the Iron Citadel back in your normal chambers um, and you had uh, gone to sleep with the thought that the next morning you would arise, join Redthorn at the stables and ride off to save Luggy.
5: Exactly.
4: That is what we're going to do. So does it
3: strike you all that bad things always seem to happen to us when we're asleep? Of course. He always starts off. When
2: that asks you, or yeah. someone asks you, someone asks you, "Are you asleep?" <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad sign. Good night, Zach. You? Uh-huh.
1: Uh, no, you. You were asleep, and now, now you're awake. <laughs> I'm a heavy sleeper. Nothing happened. Uh, you're all okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No bad dreams, even. Uh, that's refreshing. Yeah. So you guys wake up. Um, there is a uh urgent uh banging at your door. Who is it? And uh you hear, you know, some kind of gruff sounding reply come through the door, and uh you can't quite make out the name.
0: And this is not a voice we recognize? Not
1: a voice you recognize.
4: Mm. I will answer the door with my In my underwear and holding my sword throw it (laughs) wide open. I'm going to stand on
3: the other side of the door with my dagger behind my back.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, So this is uh, standing before you, you see one of the, you know, kind of tougher, rougher looking guys. You've seen him before. You recognize him. One of the Red Wolves. uh, One of uh, Red Thorn's kind of uh, right-hand guys. Been with him a long time can never remember his name. Um, we'll say it's uh, Lyle. Um, and so Lyle is standing out there, and he's just there to, to kind of let you know that Red Thorne's ready to ready to go. He's down at the stables waiting for you.
4: Thank you. Whatever your name is, because I never remember
1: it. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> he just kind of sighs and, uh, and mumbles and, and walks away. Um, so you guys can head down in the stables, or you can take your time, eat some breakfast, whatever you want to do. I have a
4: feeling that Red Thorn is feeling urgent. So
0: yes, we... I think th- I think we go.
2: Remember, we did try to persuade him not to come not along. to come with us.
1: Yeah, he's feeling pretty pretty responsible for the whole situation. Um, so. Glad he woke up sober this morning. Yeah, he is. He's eager to go. That's nice.
2: I think we should, you know, get our equipment, because it's going to take some time to get our equipment together. and
3: Proper preparation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Not going to be rushed. And then have some breakfast, at least some some porridge or whatnot. <laughs> okay. Maybe some eggs.
1: Mm, eggs. It's been a while since I had a good good egg. Didn't you pick up a new pot or something, Kul Show, you want to probably try out?
4: Uh, I mean, I'm always collecting odds and
1: ends. <laughs> Okay, so you guys can take your time getting ready and uh, pack up your things, make sure everything's uh, where it needs to be, make sure you have your, you know, party-colored coder D I'm spend all my away. time
3: primping in the mirror, making sure I look scruffy and nondescript enough.
1: <laughs>
2: so, cool show. When you go into, like, the Iron Citadel kitchen, right? I mean, it's already someone there. Are you like Gordon Ramsay? Do you, do you just <laughs> get to those sh- chefs and say... <clears throat>
4: You oh, you this is train <laughs> uh, No that's
5: that,
2: no, you just no. Kinda, uh, you, you, I just thought that you'd kind of take over You just kind of just do your own thing in the corner
4: You, you know I, I, I don't always prefer to make my own food
2: yeah, That's what I was saying If you're just, in here well, you wouldn't really even want yeah, to make it I right just, I just
4: go get what I want oh. Nice I go get what I want
2: It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Kull Show story uh, So you guys Can Um you know you're packed up now. You've taken a good half hour, forty five minutes, to get packed. Uh, a little bit more time spent getting breakfast.
0: This is just giving more time for something bad to happen. Exactly. Something to go wrong. He's like
4: leading things up. He'll be. He's gonna leave us behind. Ugh. Go get killed on the road. Okay. Right. Well, that's his choice.
1: Um. So, <laughs> so you guys finally ambling down there. To the courtyard where Once the stables eating. are. So moving saundering. with purpose. I
0: have been very. I'm like trying to get them to hurry the whole time.
1: Oh, oh no, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like, no, we need to, you know. Yes, we have to be prepared. Yes, we need to eat, but let's 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 I'm, be
1: expeditious
0: I'm here. I put some more
1: hot
4: sauce on my
3: if I
2: don't comb out my mutton chops; they just get tangled up. <laughs> <laughs> I need to proper care.
4: Plus, I had to shave this beard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That takes a while, doesn't it? If you wanted to
2: leave leave at 10, you should have told us we were leaving at 9. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: so you finally make your way down there. And when you get to the courtyard, uh, you see Red Thorn looking very impatient. Um, And he is kind of um, staring at the others who are down there. And the others include uh, Florenza. And Shay, who are apparently talking to him, and he is just kind of nodding and looking very impatient and, you know, like he's only half listening and um, trying to be respectful, but obviously eager to get moving. They all turn as you guys enter the courtyard, and Florenza smiles, and she hasn't seen you in a while and, you know, heard that you were back, and so she's all excited to see you. Um, Shay is there and she, she looks kind of, uh, like she has some mixed feelings. She's excited to, uh, you know, see you off, but obviously feeling a little bad about parting ways with the four of you. She had, she had a good trip and this is her first, first time out of the Ashwood. Mm -hmm. So to lose her only acquaintances, friends, whatever you want to call yourselves at this, at this time. You know, it's, it's hard for her, so she's there to see you off.
3: Take this as a small lesson in attachment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, she's like, oh, Aleron, <laughs> I'm going to miss you the most. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't think
3: that's ever been said.
1: Uh, so they come up, and and Florenza, you notice as you come up, she is she is you know, dressed like she is riding out too. Um, she's got her uh, like a split, you know, riding dress and she actually has some armor, some very, um, you know, uh, thin, but serviceable kind of very flexible leather armor on. And it looks like she's going somewhere too. And you look around and you notice that there are groups of soldiers and Queen's companions and others kind of gathered in the courtyard making ready, packing up supplies, you know, filling wagons. And so it's, it's a little busier than you expected um, because as you rode into the town, you know, it, it was seemed very quiet, unusually quiet because most of the army had moved on. And so Florenza tells you that she's, you know, she's leaving too. She's heading south for Ugly Stump to join up with the army, taking the last of the, uh, you know, fighting men and women south with her. So the last of the queen's companions and anyone else who can basically hold a, hold a weapon.
0: Okay.
4: You must take care, my lady. Hopefully we'll meet you on the front.
1: And she, she's like, yes, please do. I I always feel better when the four of you are around. We've been through a lot since this all started. Indeed we have. Um, please take care of one another and don't risk too much. Uh, I'd love to see Luggy back and safe, but you know, having the four of you back with Redthorn I, I think will be important to our future success.
4: It is our goal to bring everyone
1: back, um and you see red thorn he's he's finally kind of is paying attention to the conversation now that you guys are there and and seem ready to go and and he turns to florenza and and he's just like, My lady, don't let the queen give stormbreak the order to march south. Wait until I return. I will try to make this a quick trip and bring Luggy back safely. But please don't let the army march south without me.
0: So I will try and persuade Redhorn one more time. Yes. That he should in fact go south To, and and represent his interests or the interests of the kingdom there instead.
1: He, you know, he kind of sheepishly you know, looks down and looks like he's thinking, and he's nodding, and he turns back to you and and he's like i- i understand i I should be heading south. I've too many oaths to too many people, but Luggy's been with me for a long time, and I need to make sure he's safe. I'm afraid I won't be able to think of anything else until he's back at my side
0: but you could still entrust us." to carry forth for you in your in your name and in your stead
1: uh he you know he nods again he's like "Uh, of course i know i could you've proven yourselves but this is just something i need to need to do um i sent him on this you know fool's errand thinking that he would be fine and and now he's somewhere else unreachable maybe dead and I feel responsible, and I need to have some closure. So he's, like, you know, motioning to get mounted up, and he starts walking over to his horse. Your horses are there, ready. Bunny! And uh, um, gumdrop, bunny, nameless horse, 13. number 13, <laughs> and dark star. That's right. Uh, people are, like, holding dark star, you know, <laughs> the farthest away they possibly can um, and uh, Shay is like oh Alron, I almost forgot did you know that you have an uncle somewhere in Ashmore
3: obviously not
1: oh <laughs> yes on, on your mother's side he's wow. He's spent his entire life looking for your family and you I can't remember what uh, Allegoron Grimmond? That was his name.
4: Allegoron? Yeah. Look at you getting all sorts of family now, Alarun.
2: So much for being an orphan. Goodbye, chip on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> He's just
1: a totally different elf right now. Oh, I feel so Should we warm have a reunion? Should we get stuff all together?
2: <laughs>
3: this totally changes my outlook on life.
2: <laughs> a grumpy grandpa <laughs> um
1: but i should say i i i would love for you guys to puzzle this out but i'm going to say that uh bjorn you would that would trigger something in your brain and you would you would make the connection um hmm.
2: the connection of his uncle
4: yeah you guys are secretly cousins.
5: <laughs> Cause cousins. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so i knock out. out. <laughs> I knew it.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brothers I, by another mother. I knew mother. him from um Helig Ghost Hand
2: Oh yeah, of course.
1: Who's dead? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very sad situation obviously. That's
2: what I have on my on a bracer on my hand. Hmm. Belonged to him Yeah Remember we to, saw him To my uncle to... Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah you're uh, and, and, and my mentor Yeah One of my mentors He was uh...
2: <clears throat> So wait this ghost Which I knew who existed Was his uncle My uncle, uncle. Yes yeah. Oh The one that we Who passed away Yes
0: in that, uh, I remember that uh, him. Yes his,
2: So he had a daughter too right Yes So that would make your cousin great oh what? look at all
0: the family you have now we're so happy for you and I give him big hug <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you oh. Thora. <laughs> yeah and just think about this uh, that that's that's the the elf uh, lady that uh, Kul show was uh, macking on pretty heavily oh, uh, oh
0: it's, <laughs> be like a whole
1: like wow you guys could be uh, brothers yeah. you could be like
2: yeah. or cousins in a way just
3: let me know when we get to the next <laughs> sleeping scene and i'm just dipping <laughs> out so
2: elren does a hug do how much psychic damage to you <laughs> <laughs> 2d8 yeah
4: Oh, yeah.
1: uh, okay so oh
4: so that's kind of interesting wow
2: yeah it's like
1: a small world it, it is. is a very small world oh. So, for a large kingdom, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she says that as you depart and you know, wishes you well, gives you all hugs. And uh, uh Florenza waves and you know, wishes you well. And she goes to join the other men who are, women who are gathering up their supplies on the other side of the courtyard. And you guys are off,
4: all right. We mount up,
0: and- you know, just before we go, though, I um, this morning I wanted to make sure that I I pen a letter to my Parents <laughs> <laughs> and just let them know I'm still yeah. alive speaking and... of family. Yeah, speaking of family and you know and tell them about my new titles yeah. And,
1: yeah, hey, Mom, Dad, you have ten thousand gold <laughs> I could borrow. I know they did not, oh, okay. but you know. Sell the goats. <laughs> Meet me in Falling water. Um, okay, that makes sense. As um I'm imagining that you could probably
2: while riding cast a spell, right? Um, Yeah, I would like to take some time to kind of just richly do something on the on my gumdrop, my pony. (laughs) Okay, and comes from a hand, a little mockingbird that jumps up on my
1: shoulder. Wow. So that's something new. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you guys notice this or not, but suddenly Bjorn has this little. Uh, Oh,
3: uh, nice. Oh, I notice. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's not gonna attract attention at all. Uh, I don't uh, notice right away because I'm writing out up front. But
1: uh. Alron looks most pleased by this new development, and so yeah, Bjorn has a little little bird riding on his shoulder, singing songs. His name is Roland. It's after okay. a, a a real guy new. Yep
4: that's amazing he's just on my shoulder and then
2: he <laughs> flies on top of gumdrop's head and just sits there and picks the bugs out of gumdrop's hair and your beard i don't mind my chops. M- no, those are finally groomed maybe a couple days in the woods but well,
3: you're gonna have to wash your police more often
2: yeah it's
1: gonna be covered <laughs> with bird
2: droppings <laughs> uh so <Or> yours <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah watch out um so that's something new you can do at uh, what level? Level eight?
2: Uh, well, I, I kind of picked up because um, I'm, I'm multi-classing. I went, I don't get to have these fancy feats people do because I'm uh, technically one behind on mm-hmm. the feats. So I, I picked an archetype um, that is a perhaps a trickster rogue. So now I have some spells to cast that are a little bit more fun. and Nice. So mm-hmm.
0: is this a spell I can learn from
2: you? It is a ritual spell it it's a uh, fine familiar,
0: yes, but is it something that he would be able to teach to me so that I could record it in my
2: if you had you had the ritual you had the like the ritual caster from your yes yes that is correct. then yes
0: so i I make appointment with you yes it, it, for
2: <laughs> so it's a first level, so it's just, it's gonna take fifty gold in two hours
0: all right, yes, all right, I dig into my belt pouch and make sure I've got
1: that. Got the, the materials. All right. So you're going to learn that on the on your ride.
0: Oh, yes. Even better. It's a really easy
1: spell. Okay. So <laughs> there are going to be birds everywhere.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Droppings. You're going to yeah. the guano business. But um, you guys are traveling along, and birds are chirping, and everyone's happy except for Aleron, which is normal. And. You're riding along and... I'm not unhappy. (laughs) The roads are... um, You can see that there's not a lot happening. Uh, No travelers, no soldiers, no... um, You know, the the trip is is uneventful, um, but very quiet. Uh, And you've sort of gotten used to the, you know, the activity around Old Home. And as you left, you can, you know, definitely tell that things have changed. And you ride along. And you guys are getting close to, uh, we'll just move it it along, and and you're approaching far below.
2: I would like to send up uh, Roland about, you know, 75 feet above us to kind of overlook, and I, you know, just, he can communicate with me, and I can see through his eyes if I'd like. I just want him to kind of come, just look over the, to see if there's anything ahead of us.
1: Okay. Um, does that give you any like perception bonus or anything? Yes.
2: Because so I'll use his perception bonuses, but I, if I don't have like my wisdom, intelligence is mine. Okay. But if I'm looking through him, kind of warging, if you would, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm completely blind and I can't hear through myself, but I hear and sees what, see what he sees. Oh, okay. So that's up to a hundred feet. Up to a hundred feet. I can command. Feet. Yep. Okay.
1: So you are approaching far below. Uh, you recognize the area, uh, it's getting a little more rugged. Um, and Roland does notice something. Um, you know, there are pockets of snow beneath the trees here and there. Um, you know, the rocks, you know, there are little areas where, uh, there's a depression or a shady spot and there's snow gathered in those, those areas. Um, You know, it's just kind of like this grayish, whitish sort of mottled, you know, kind of view for Roland. But he notices that stuff is moving. It's like the rocks are moving.
2: Hmm. Is he alarmed?
1: Uh, He is alarmed. Uh, Appears Hmm. to be quite a bit of movement. (laughs) Oh, that seems to be an alarm. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. just a couple times, guys, and then that's it. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> I would hate for Alarum to smash your iPad for you. <laughs> I wouldn't smash it. it Where's my iPad? Go? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, we have sound effects now. Uh, <laughs> Roland lets out the the alarm to you. Um, you can you can let others know. Okay. Um I'll I'll uh. Base. So
4: I would actually be riding out ahead. Just yeah.
1: You would a, be riding ahead. Like so pretty much the whole trip. Uh, probably from your view, you wouldn't you wouldn't see much. But I'll let you roll perception. Um,
2: I'll just for a quick minute when he kind of alarms because I'm not looking through his eyes. I'll go ahead and walk through him really quick just mm-hmm. to see what he's seeing. Okay. And then come back out of it.
1: Sounds good. Mm-hmm.
4: It's an 18 for me.
1: 18, okay. Well, I'll say that you do see um, some movement up ahead.
4: Uh, also, I I failed to mention it. When I slept last night, I wanted to turn my sword into a,
1: a two-handed. Two-handed, okay. Well I'll, I'll let you do that.
4: I'm feeling a little stronger these days, and I wanted to try out some mm-hmm. different techniques. Nice.
1: Well, that'll be interesting. Um, so when you, uh, you see some movement up ahead, you don't see the scale or the scope of what Roland saw, but you do catch a glimpse here or there. And so you, it probably would give you pause. You might slow, slow down and wait for the others to catch up or whatever.
4: Well, I mean, I mean, when I see, when you say movement, like what, like furry animals or what am I like? What type of movement?
1: Uh, you're catching glimpses of movement, like grayish whitish sort of blurs kind of in and out of the trees over the rocks um,
4: okay that would that would make me like pull up and stop
2: okay and um, then i'm going to go mentally to let telepathically tell him if i could see a little bit more in detail mm-hmm. of what i saw or through ronin or what ronin saw
1: okay So you pass that on to Cul show and he now has a little bit better understanding of the scale of the movement and um, it's coming from kind of all around you in front of you and it's an ambush coming towards you. Um,
4: I will dismount and draw my sword. Okay. And wait for them to catch up.
1: So you do that. The others catch up. By that time... You see, you can all see what's happening and you see figures kind of very stealthily moving towards you and they are, um, all over the place and you, uh, uh, as you're looking around trying to judge whether this is friend or foe, what's happening, um, suddenly kind of from off to the side of you in an area you didn't realize you hear someone "Hello, travelers," and you turn and you see a gray-clad monk oh. walking out. Hey, look at that. They did
4: you. something. That is a good way to get yourself killed.
1: <laughs> uh yes, understood. We are more aggressively uh, monitoring the the roads these days. That okay.
5: is
0: actually a good thing a yeah.
4: well, that is one thing, but skulking around in the shadows uh, is that's a, what they should be I was doing. just about to charge, so
1: <laughs> well, so
0: I am pleased to see this, not the charging the the skulking
1: I understand that you are uh uh planning to pass through from the angle of your uh journey uh. Mm-hmm through far below that is the plan i can tell you that the the hostel is is quite full we have taken in a number of refugees and with the added uh support from the monastery the it's full of monks and refugees currently but you're welcome to camp outside
4: oh, that is fine it is good to know that we will not have to defend the place yet again for a night's rest <laughs>
1: So he uh as he's talking to you, you see like all these figures kind of stand up and you can see that they're all monks and some of them have, you know, uh, added like cloaks that are kind of whitish and grayish, sort of modeled so they blend in with the snow and the rocks a little bit better. And uh it doesn't you know, it's not the, it's not the you know, the J V team anymore. Um they they look like they are ready for a fight. They look tough. They look skilled. Prepared, and so,
0: they're prepared. Right. Oh,
1: um, did we inspire them? You but yeah, you definitely did. That's right. Yeah.
4: I was sheath my sword and get back on my horse.
1: Okay, so they're they're gonna offer to escort you too far below. Um, and so they, you know, take you in. Uh, you can see that the the you know hostile area has changed. There are tents all over the place uh, smoke rising from every building and from campfires all around. Um, there are monks out training, doing exercises, you know, people running to and fro. I mean, it's, it's like a large operation now. And, and you actually do see sister Vala, um, you know, barking orders at, uh, monks and telling them, you know, to take stuff here, go over there. Now you, you know, follow me. And, you know, so, Uh, she's in total charge of this, uh, now bustling monk encampment. Good. Yeah. And, uh, so you guys ride up, you can find a place to, uh, pitch your tents and, uh, get some rest for the night.
4: I suppose we could go Mm -hmm. greet her.
1: You could. Yes.
0: Yes. We'll go say hello and, and I will express how pleased I am to see the level of activity.
1: Uh, she, uh, she, you know, notices you, and she, you know, lets out a big toothy smile, and she's like, ah, oh, yes, I'm glad you were able to see us at our best for once. Uh, it's good to have you again. I, I hope you found a place to camp. There's not much room near the hostel anymore, but be welcome to sit at my table tonight.
5: Uh
4: thank you.
2: Are thank these references?
1: Are these refugees from any place particular? Or? Uh, she tells you that um, uh, when Scornsby made his advance uh, and uh, started to besiege uh, Skiff Landing, uh, it, you know uh, his scouts and his raiding parties have kind of you know spread out and and displaced a lot of uh, people who were in the way. And uh, a lot of them went to Falling Water. Um, some of them have, you know, Falling Water is, like, full, um, overflowing with refugees right now. And so they offered to take as many as they could, mm-hmm. and probably the rest will be sent on the old home now that the army's gone.
4: Well, that sounds great, I guess. <laughs> I guess.
1: I guess. <laughs> Uh, so you guys um, uh, can talk to, you know, talk to her. Uh, she's just going to invite you to dinner that night. You can have a nice dinner with her at her little cabin where you rescued her from. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't that assassin. suppose she has Which a time? spare bed. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does not. I mean, you saw the cabin. She, she's happy to let you sleep. Uh, she does offer to let you sleep in on the floor if you wanted to, instead of set up tents. Does if you Lady to...
3: Thora sleep on the floor? I don't
0: know.
1: I don't know. I suppose she does. had. To, uh, she did have a couch, if I, I remember. Can that. Can
0: they sleep on her couch? Yeah. Okay.
5: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will so set up better.
4: the tents. Uh, introduce uh, Red Thorn to her, and
1: yep. And so Red Thorn is, I uh, almost forgot Red Thorn was there. <laughs> so Red Thorn is, uh, I need to, yeah, I need to remember. So when you have these interactions with people, he has something to say and do. Well, uh, no, he
0: can just stand awkwardly to the side because he should have gone south.
2: Yeah.
1: He's just like kicking, kicking at the ground, looking down. He's like, wow, these people
2: really know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, he's quite pleased about the activity here. Um Obviously, helps uh, that somebody is watching the roads and paying attention to who's coming and going and taking care of refugees. Um, but he, yeah, he's he's just uh, very, you know, preoccupied. Um, so you guys have a nice dinner with Sister Vala. She tells you that, um, you know, soon after uh, your last visit, you know, a group of uh, monks, highly trained, the best of the best was sent down to kind of beef up the security and the patrols and things like that. And so all of that started happening after your last visit, when it was clear that, uh, you know, things had been slipping for far too long. And, um, so yeah, dinner's done. You guys can go to your tents, sleep, whatever it is you're going to do.
2: I'd like to talk to maybe some of the, the
1: monks, monks that are out there, um, patrolling. I mean, has there been any orc activity uh they have not seen anything they uh, in the area they did hear so it's good that you ask um they did run into a small group of uh ogres hmm. that uh seemed to be fleeing something in, in an awful hurry from what direction uh from the mountains oh. hmm.
4: So we are, as far as where Luggy's mission was, we're headed into the mountains. Are we going by way of Northwall? Because I don't have the map here in front of me.
1: Yeah, basically the North Wall area is, is where you're headed. So you'll be going through probably falling water and back down to... Along the mountains. Yeah, okay. kind of skirting along the edge of the mountains.
4: Okay, so we're... Okay, so we're gonna pass through Northwall, though.
1: Uh, yep. All right. Or the little town of Crowsbury, because we were
2: going to see what all that hubbub about the orcs
4: right. was about, and, and that was near Northwall. Correct.
1: Yep. So you've you've learned that uh, the area around Northwall, you saw groups, heard about groups of slaves, large groups of slaves working on things in the area, like building stuff, disappearing the next day. Uh, without a trace, um, orcs coming and going, large groups of them, other soldiers coming and going. Uh, so that's all been happening since your guys' first passed through there when uh, you got the note from Helig Ghost Hand who had spotted the activity originally. Mm. And you took that note back to Vito, if you recall all of that. yes. Um, but yeah, so all of that's been happening in, in that general area. Lots of strange activity. And that's where Luggy was sent. He requested a mission in Redthorn. You know, they had sent tons of scouts and others there to watch out. He thought it would be a fairly safe place for Luggy to, you know, chip in and hopefully stay out of trouble. Okay. Okay. So,
5: yeah.
3: yeah. So we'll set up camp, have dinner with. Mr. Vala, okay.
4: I'll tend to the horses and probably keep to myself mostly.
1: All right. So you guys set up camp, have a nice dinner. She gets you up to speed on some of this stuff, and um, you guys go to bed. And you know, there. I don't know if you want to set uh, set a watch or not, but there, are you know, fires burning all night long now in this camp.
4: I'll I just. I think there's enough other people to get killed yeah. first, so.
2: I'll just put uh, Roland on top of the tent, and uh,
4: that's the proper way to think about it.
3: <laughs> Good job. That's why I like cities. And, uh,
1: the body barrier.
2: And uh, I'll just have Roland on top, just keeping an, an eye out. Too.
1: Okay, so you uh, you do that, and the night passes without incident. You know, you hear watches you know, walking by and, you know, greeting each other in the night and uh fires and, you know, uh torches, you know, passing by. You can see the light come and go and regular intervals and I mean there things have definitely changed here and you feel nice and secure and wake up the next morning. Everyone's fine, except for Roland, who froze to death in the middle of the night. Just just kidding.
3: (laughs) Have to cast the spell again. (laughs) He's fake <laughs> new bird every
4: day
1: <laughs> i could uh, Rolling two um it'd be called rollin' rollin' <laughs> oh no we want to keep them alive then otherwise they'll use up all the podcast time um so you guys uh wake up and can move on and you see red thorns already you know looks like he maybe didn't sleep all that well red-rimmed eyes you know, and he just he's out there packing up his stuff. He's ready to go.
4: <sighs> In light of his urgency, we'll try to encourage everybody to get moving quickly.
1: Okay, so you guys uh, pack up, travel on, say your far- farewells to Sister Vala and the monks at Far Below, and uh, head south. Tour following the road to Falling Water. I'm guessing. Yes. Yep. Okay. So you travel on. Unless you want to do anything, I'll just speed this part up too. And you guys uh, make short work of it. Uh, Red Thorn seems to, you know, be in his own headspace, very preoccupied. Um, and you guys ride along and you arrive at the gates of falling water. And um, you not, you see people watching you, um, you know, from the walls. And... Uh, uh, you know, but no one challenges you until you get within earshot and then you hear somebody, you know, basically tell you to, you know, turn around and go back where you came Butter or off. ride around. We're full.
4: We're just passing through.
1: And there's no room here tonight. You'll have to pass through the city. Okay. There's no commerce here for you either. Everything is dedicated to the war. We have nothing to sell and nothing to trade.
4: Well, that seems rude.
2: Yes, um, we're going to have to... Um, <clears throat> pull, pull mm-hmm. rank. Do you know who we are? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not the way to start it, but Maybe whatever. Maybe
1: you've heard of us. <laughs> so of course, they It is know, for me.
3: <laughs> of course they don't know who
1: we are. Uh, well, you... Could be refugees or peddlers, from the look yes. of you.
4: We are knights of the realm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. <Who> say me <laughs> <laughs> knights of the realm, you say? Well, knights I uh, have a hard time believing that. But uh, don't make
4: me get out this silly police thing again, yeah. <laughs> and the coach d.
1: You see, uh, uh. Redthorn kind of snaps out of it, realizes what's, what's happening, and, and he, he just, like, lets loose on this guy. And he's like, I suggest you open this, these gates before I have need to pull my sword, good sir. You are stopping, you know, duly appointed authorities of the queen. Lady Fallingwater would be sorely peeved, sorely vexed. By your behavior, you know. Open these gates immediately. Mm.
4: So what he said.
0: So it doesn't like the guy's just doing his job. I don't, you know. Yeah. We we didn't present anything that would make him think that yeah that we were actually like official business things.
1: Uh, it's true. So
0: I just I try and calm Red Thorn down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's just you know like. Bristling, just like you can just feel the anger, like being stopped, like this, getting in the way of rescuing Luggy. Presumably,
3: I'm gonna pull my cloak back and reveal that I've been wearing the police and the d the entire time.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the feel of it on my skin, <laughs> and it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you you do that uh, and that, and the berating from Redthorn, who's obviously not himself, um the guy like you know they open the gates um and they they want to send an escort with you as you pass through the city um you know, so they they let you in, but they you know don't wanna
2: what time of the day is it?
1: Uh, I'll say. I'm trying to think, I haven't been keeping track since we've been moving along. We'll say it's um early afternoon.
2: Would you like to check in on your orphanage?
3: Yeah. Can right.
2: we make a stop there for
1: lunch? Um. Psh- I mean, sure. We, we don't since have a
3: cafe here. there.
2: Oh. Uh, well.
0: Well, you must feed the children somehow. Nice.
3: We teach them to feed themselves.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's give them bows and arrows <laughs> and daggers. There's, <coughs> There's game up in those mountains. <laughs>
0: You'll find them. I was, I was going to say, it's probably more like, <laughs> oh, yeah. just uh, filch it from that, exactly. that cart over there. Exactly.
1: It's like Aladdin. times A hundred. So you, uh, you march in... Th- the the guards that are following you are not they're not going to get in your way or stop you they're just keeping an eye on you so they're hanging back um, you can go about your business in the town and uh, you see that it is it is packed there are people everywhere um, some of them look a little uh, worse off than others um, and in the area that burnt down you can see that some construction has started. Um, but a lot of the construction appears to have stopped recently and now there are tents and all sorts of ramshackle buildings and structures kind of, uh, lean tos and things all over the place. It's like a shanty town, uh, full of refugees.
2: I hope the orphanage is still in shape.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: I imagine business is booming. Yeah. This is great training grounds right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you make it to the orphanage and you, and you can see that there, you know, there are a lot of kids hanging around the orphanage um, and they see you and Alron can tell um, that they're they've spotted some easy marks, right? And they're coming up and you can see them kind of scatter and some go rushing off to tell others. And, oh. and so they sort of spread out and you can see there are like a million different cons about to happen as you guys approach. That's so cute. <laughs> and uh, finally, <laughs> you know, someone comes out and is like, you know, knock it off. You know, don't you know who this is? This is Alron. He's the one that, Built this place for you. And uh you see it's uh um Father Geierwolf. Oh back from the dead. What? Yeah. Uh what? <laughs> so he he was missing in the in the fire, presumed dead. Oh um and you know, if you, you talk to him, you find out that he he managed to crawl down into the sewers during the fire and uh, took his way to, you know, took a while for him to worm his way out See, of all now the. Now
3: that's a survivor
1: right there. Sludge and bodies. And, you know, he crawled right. out and came back to, to basically discover that um, after he recovered the or- from the ordeal, because he did suffer some burns and things, but uh, he was back and found out that you had supplied them with this fancy new uh, orphanage um through all of your heroics with the cold marches and so um he seems like a changed changed guy like you had some animosity but now he's he just seems like happy to see you Mm -hmm. well Well, you know in in his way
3: i'm gonna clasp arms with him and check my belt pouch after i do
1: (laughs) okay so you clasp arms with him it's respectful in the church right okay and he his Pouch is empty, so it's tithing to a whole new level. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so he he gets you up to up to speed. You know, it says that there there are almost too many mouths to feed. You know, there are some clever boys in the bunch, um, and some uh, you know uh, people have helped out in the city um, with what they could. Uh, you know, but trying not to let them get used to, you know, too much of that generosity. You know, they have to learn to fend for themselves. Of course. Uh, so things have been going well. Um, the orphanage, you know, really helps, you know, having the space that they do. Um, uh, but, you know, with the influx of refugees, it's just been, you know, stretched. You could use some, some help. And some of the older, uh, boys and girls, he's, he's trying to bring up as kind of acolytes and he's happy to introduce them. Sort of wants your approval, you know, stamp of approval, uh, to bring them up in the, in the church and kind of raise them up to a higher level of authority.
3: Well, I'm honored Father geyerwolf,
1: So, uh, he can introduce you and invites you guys in for some food and stuff and,
4: yeah, because the rest of us are probably standing there awkwardly through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Red I'm Thorn- just holding my belt right now <laughs> and
2: all my gear as close as I can.
1: Yeah, Red Thorn seems uh, initially uncomfortable, but once once you start conversing in a you know more or less you know genial manner with the this person, he's he goes back to you know it's kind of seeming like a space cadet. So
3: okay, so what help are you needing, Father Wolf?
1: Um, basically, just says they they need more more space, more place for the orphans to go. Need to procure some more room. Hmm. Maybe work for them. Maybe getting some of them to another city. Uh, satellite orphanages. <laughs> All across the Northland.
3: Absolutely.
0: They want to franchise.
1: <laughs> right. This is where it starts. Um, McOrphans. Yeah. So he's just telling you there's just there are just a lot. The, the war, there'll be a lot more afterwards. Um, the other...
3: Once we get done, we will have much work for our acolytes. Yeah. Good. We will have dock landings that we can engage in some shipping trade.
1: Yeah. So you know the capacity of uh, of your faith for these orphans because you teach them to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. um, that you can take in a lot more than any of the other, you know, temples, shrines, yeah. you know, the other gods can, can handle because they, they, you know, they try to teach them, clothe them, feed them, provide for them. Make them weak. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you and father guy Wolf are of the same mind that you know you guys have the most capacity people need to learn you know Ilo the faith of Ilo needs to spread and it needs to do it quickly and if we're going to save these children so you have a good conversation with him Um, he can go out and talk to these guards for you so you guys can stay inside the walls tonight if you want at the orphanage, or in that if it's area, around totally oh, right noon. No, no.
4: Well, yeah. Should so if woofing? it if it didn't t- if it only took us a little more than half a day to get here, we should keep going. Yeah. And if there's no supplies to be had.
1: Uh, Red Thorn seems eager to go, but I mean, he's he's he yeah. You could probably convince him to stay if he wanted to talk uh, more or have a safe place to stay tonight. Totally up to you guys. I don't know. I think
0: I, we should. I am go. ready to continue on unless Aaron feels like he needs to stay and take care of specific business. No, they can take care of themselves. All right, then let's go.
1: <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Yeah, um, that's the beauty of it.
4: So. How you doing? Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, if anything, if
1: there's any work, place to. to press have,
2: the flesh a little
4: bit, <laughs> yeah. get some pictures taken, we're, we're able to have babies. lunch or anything like that. I mean, other than that, we just, yeah, just keep riding.
1: Pass on through. Okay. Well, you checked in, you well, know, the state I can have of- some of
3: the kids go get you lunch. That's not a problem. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you, you pass on through, uh, falling water. Uh, Redthorn seems relieved. Father Garwolf says he'll try to keep things together, um, and raise up these new acolytes and try to, you know, um, he said he, uh, he's spoken with, uh, Uh, Lord Ardwayne and Lady Fallingwater on a couple of occasions Um, they've checked in on him and and he's going to talk to them a little bit more about getting more space and and what that might look like but you guys carry on and now you're traveling traveling and we'll say that you camp out at night you're going to set watch let's do a quick perception check sure
4: Mm-hmm. six <laughs> yeah. i get sleepy at night <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's really tired 24
3: 23
0: if i don't know if they actually are going to put me on a watch or not
1: uh you've said you didn't want one i don't mm-hmm. want
0: one so i just need to know are you going to make me watch or no I... no you don't have to okay, watch then never mind.
1: <laughs> so uh 23 and a 24 um you guys uh during your watches you hear like this this crazy sound coming from deeper in the mountains um to your to your west and uh it's unlike anything you've heard before and it's just like the the weirdest thing and uh you can't place it you you know, it, sound, it must be incredibly loud because it just is echoing across different ravines and you hear, you know, reverberations of it bouncing off, you know, mountain canyons. And it just happens a few times during your watch. And, uh, you just, it doesn't sound close, so you don't think it's anything for you to worry about, but it happened.
2: What does it sound like a clanking? Does it sound like a horn? Does it sound like an animal, a beast?
1: Um... It sounds like a humanoid produced sound, like some kind of gigantic instrument or combination of instruments, like a horn, but more than that, it's like a, it's like a strange,
3: like a jazz trio, like a
1: (laughs) jazz trio.
2: And it's not dwarven like horns or anything that we would notice. Uh, We've recognized nothing,
1: nothing you would recognize, Hmm. Hmm. but it happened Um, and nothing seemed to happen afterwards. Um, uh, Maybe you would recall the, you know, talk of the the monks saying that, you know, ogres came running out of the Mm -hmm. mountains, you know, scared to death uh, about something. Um, but the, you wake up the next day. Nothing else happens during the night.
0: All right. Do they share these strange noises with okay? us? Yes. Okay.
4: And did Redthorn hear them?
1: Uh, Redthorn did take a watch, um, but he didn't hear anything.
2: I'm going to do my best to try to mimic what they were. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want me to roll for performance or? Uh, you, you could. <laughs> I'll just describe them. Okay. Huh. So we are past Falling Water. We're
1: how far outside of Falling Water are we? Um, I'll say you made it, I'll say halfway to, you pushed yourselves, made it halfway to Crowsbury or North Wall.
2: Okay. So forested area outside of North Wall?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll probably reach um, Crowsbury you know i am assuming you're going to the twilight vigil camp the the farm
4: I would like to go there okay uh
1: so <laughs> so you'll you'll get there like late in the afternoon
0: okay
1: um and you are traveling and you guys make it it's late in the afternoon and you <laughs> <laughs> this is the travel episode and you travel through uh crowsbury and you get to uh um, you know the Twilight Vigil encampment, which it too has expanded quite a bit. Oh. You see, uh, you know, orderly rows of tents, um, hmm. where the fields used to be, uh, and uh, you see a couple of uh, uh men walking around, deep in uh some kind of discussion, uh, pointing at things you know, talking about something very, in a very animated fashion, and you recognize both of them. One of them is Scores Darkmane, the other is Sir Lamar. Ah. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Sir Lamar and Scores, you find out, apparently, are kind of jointly managing this expanded camp. Um, the Twilight Vigil has banded together with, uh, you know, uh, soldiers from Lady Fallingwater, under command of Sir Lamar. and Sir Lamar and scores are basically managing all of the scouting missions and kind of activity uh, around Northwall. Um, but you learn from them that they're they're thinking about packing it up. Uh, the oh. men are getting antsy. They're they're very desperate to get to Ugly Stump as well, so they can join the army and be part of this big battle that presumably will happen. Um, And uh, they said they've got one group out there led by Lhasa. She went on one last scouting mission. And, uh, you know, that's the only only group out still patrolling right now. Um, And they tell you that it's been really quiet. Unless Lhasa has seen something, it's been quiet for more than a week. Um, You know, really things died down after uh, Luggy volunteered to go in. and I can tell you all about that. Basically, they were tracking some group of soldiers. Um, Luggy uh, managed to procure a uniform at some point during his scouting and uh, wanted to try to infiltrate. And he apparently did, and then disappeared. Huh. just like the rest. And um, I can tell you there, you know the slaves built some strange ramp like they were trying to build a bridge across the, the huge rift or chasm uh, where Northwall once stood. Uh, but then they just stopped. So that's kind of where they last saw Luggy and the group that he had infiltrated. Um,
4: Where's Lassa sco- uh, patrolling?
1: Uh, she is around that same area. It seems like most of the activity uh, has been around you know this uh, that that same area and so she kind of took it upon herself to keep an eye out for Luggy and um, you know has been out there ever since Luggy disappeared. And, um, you know, they're, they're asking, you know, if, if you're headed that way, uh, tell her to pack it up, come back because we're all headed to ugly stump.
0: Uh, so tell them about the weird noise and see if they've heard Did it. they hear it as well?
1: Yeah. Um. Has it been going on for a while? It has been for the past several nights. Um. And they can't figure it out, but it's obviously coming from, you know, deeper in the mountains. Um, They haven't seen any ogres, but they both thought that was interesting. Maybe it's an ogre thing. Maybe there's some ogre, you know, uh, infighting happening, but the noise is very alarming to them. Um,
2: We were led to believe that the orcs were in charge of this slavery.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There are orcs involved. Uh, they've seen bands of orcs. They've seen larger groups of, uh, human soldiers, um, uh, wearing very nondescript uniforms. Um, you know, lots of slaves kind of bands of them filtering through the mountain pass and, uh, you know, making camps around the edge of the rift and then disappearing.
3: Sir Mara. I urge you to hold your forces here for now. I fear that we may need a rear guard, and that something is brewing here near the rift that could portend an invasion from this direction
1: as well he uh, uh let's see what he thinks about that all right, so he he says he'll uh stay here as long as he can he'll try to keep people here for the next four days
4: okay
0: Uh, that's something
5: Mm
4: -hmm. and how far again from where we're at now to this where all that activity the rift uh it's
1: not too far uh just a few hours probably
4: I mean, do we want to wait till morning or do we want to... I mean, so it's no, like evening at this point? Well, we can,
1: yeah, kind of late afternoon. We can said. get to where
2: it's yeah, sun in and then we'll set up camp.
1: I mean, by the time you guys exchange information and get caught up, it's probably getting close to dark, oh. if not dark, but... Okay. Um,
4: so let's set go. out at first light.
3: I, I think we could still move for a couple hours, get closer to the rift and make camp there. I'd be curious to see what goes on there
4: during the night.
2: Yeah, traveling at night <laughs> might be a little bit stealthier. Well, perhaps well. we could
4: leave the horses here.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you'll get you'll get closer uh, to the rift and uh, make up camp. Um, Sir Lamar sends you off with promises that he'll keep uh, keep a group here as long as possible at least his soldiers uh, he can't speak for scores but if he wanted to speak with scores he would he would agree
3: I'll give the same spiel yeah
1: okay so they're they're both in agreement they'll they'll try to delay it um, as long as they can get packed up and um, but they're going to you know all head to ugly stump for the big battle um, huh. and uh, so you guys travel on it's dark uh, the going is a, a little bit tough. Um, scores gave you some some tips before you left on, you know, the best route to take. Uh, so that seems to be helping somewhat. So you get, uh, I'll say, a couple hours of travel in, okay. and um, you can make camp.
0: Okay. We make camp.
1: <laughs> and so you guys make camp, and... Uh, setting any watches or anything? Yes. Kay. Definitely so. So you set your watches, let's roll perception again.
4: So I'm assuming that uh well we can divide it up into fours, right? So Right. And Thor will just sleep. Yeah. Red Red Thorn will keep a watch with us. He
1: yes. he does. I mean he's basically useless.
4: But I'm up for two. I thought he's supposed to be amazingly awesome.
1: Uh he's preoccupied. I mean, he rolled a four, so Great. So I'll be up during his
4: shift as well, just to be sure. Yeah. I got the 21 this time, so that's better. Nice.
1: Okay, 21? 20. 20?
4: 20
1: 27. Nice. So uh, you guys, uh, we'll just say at some point, whoever took the first shift, I can't remember what the order is that you guys decided on, but whoever is taking the first shift, um, it's pretty early on, uh, and you hear... Like the sound of rocks being disturbed, um, you know, pebbles rolling down the hill. Uh, someone is obviously, or someone's obviously uh, making their way toward your camp.
2: Who's got first shift?
1: Um,
4: I guess I thought it was me for some reason. Tim.
1: Um, and you're alert now. You can hear the noise. Someone's trying to be stealthy and all of a sudden you hear a voice that you seems faintly familiar and they you know you hear someone cursing off in the distance uh and you sort of recognize the voice
4: so if 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 i think i'm recognizing it at all i will shout loudly enough to wake our camp
1: okay who goes there uh so you guys are all back awake now. That's uh, Redthorn right. kind of Except snaps really out, out of it and jumps up and is looking around, you know, like he's all of a sudden like really eager and you know, uh, uh, looking around all bright eyed and bushy tailed and uh, he draws his sword and then you hear uh, a voice from the other side of your camp. Uh, oh, it's you, Kull Show. I was wondering if you were friends or not. Uh, it's Put down your arms, everyone. It's it's, it's Kull Show and his band of merry adventurers. Lhasa, is that you? <laughs> ah, yes, it is me, Lhasa. <laughs>
4: I was hoping we would run into you. Come.
1: Come <laughs> um, by my fire. And uh, so she comes stepping out of the darkness, and she had kind of more stealthily circled around the camp, trying to figure it out. And you see the guy cursing. Uh, he's the one that made all the racket, uh, and it's, uh, Stegg, you know, one of the other people that you right. met, one of the Twilight Vigil, and you see a group of soldiers, some others, you know, kind of a mixed group of Twilight Vigil members and, uh, soldiers come trickling into the camp and they look, uh, tired.
4: How many people, how many of them are there?
1: Uh, like a dozen. Oh, wow. So, um... Losses there. She, she basically, you know, after you guys uh, reconnect and have a moment together, um, she basically says that they're they're headed back to the farm. Um, you know, spend no activity, no sign of Luggy. Uh, the soldiers are especially anxious to get back um, and rejoin their units and get to Ugly Stump, um, and she's just calling it quits.
4: Well, we are headed back out there to look for our friend Luggy. It is good to see you, Lassa. It has been some time. Yes,
1: good to see you as well, Kalsho. I feared we would never meet again.
4: It began to seem that way.
1: (laughs) Um, So she she's like you know I, I guess fate had other things in store for us um but i'm afraid we'll be parting again you know we we're going to carry on we don't have time to wait i'm sure scores and sir Leymar are eager to be off as well
4: they are they've given us 4 days
1: 4 days oh. well at least
4: uh, well at least l- Lamar said that. Yeah, right. I think
1: no, they both they, did. They both said that. Yeah. So you guys are, you know, talking, exchanging information. You know, you guys can share notes on the weird noises, and they have heard them. They couldn't pinpoint where they were coming from. It it seemed, you know, uh, something incredibly loud from a huge distance, echoing off the, you know, ravines and the mountain, you know, mountainside, and just like nothing they've ever heard before either so they said it's been about a week since uh, um, they last uh, saw Luggy's group Um, and that's really it's been four or five days since they had any sign of any other soldiers orcs, slaves anyone else, it's been just them
5: Uh,
4: so this ravine or is that far from here
1: Uh, she tells you that it's uh, probably walking it's another three hours uh, kind of the way they came they just sort of gave up and and made a a camp right by this uh, structure that uh, they had built
4: this parcel bridge
1: Yeah, this bridge that they tried to build over the over the chasm
3: had you gone up the bridge
1: um, they they gone up there and peeked over, and you know, just looks well made. But it's a but bridge. they just stopped. It's a bridge to nowhere. Yep. So,
0: well, I don't think I'm going to learn anymore tonight. I go back to bed.
1: <laughs> okay, Thora just abruptly goes back into her tent and goes to sleep, mm-hmm. and uh, Red Thorn seems like. Uh you know, he's back to his kind of anxious worried self and so he eventually uh apologizes and, and goes back and goes to sleep as well. And Lhasa says, you know, we must you know, we must get back to the farm. You know, we still have a couple hours' journey ahead of us. So You
4: should join us here in the camp tonight. It is
5: um,
1: dark. Yeah. Well, they're they're used to it. They're they're good at traveling around this area at night.
3: I'm going to sit down quietly between Lhasa
4: and Cole's Show.
1: <laughs> this is my cousin you're talking to here.
4: I still have a, I still have some beans in the pot if you're hungry.
3: <laughs> I'm going to slurp is beans. That Ooh, a, a, a
1: euphemism for something? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know. You're young. You should have plenty of beans Does in the pot. Does know
1: that there no no blood. she has no clue A kin and who knows if Elrond will ever tell her so
3: is it relevant
5: <laughs> probably not <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah so she's she's happy to see you as well Bjorn um She's you know good to see you're using her father's weapon and oh, yeah, um helpful. yeah so she's she's happy reunites with all of you not just cull show um
2: your father was a, a very good man. He I think of him every day.
1: Uh well that's good. Um she uh she misses him dearly mm-hmm. and she hasn't she feels like she hasn't had time to grieve yeah. because Family's you know, very important. Just been so busy. Uh, Is it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean not having <laughs> one. It's always nice to think of you know, what would it be like to have your mom blood? and dad, yeah. you know, playing in the in the the Garden and, and you know, catching butterflies and all that stuff. But well, I'd,
3: that's a happy little puppet show you've got going on over there. But <laughs> most of us survive even without those things,
2: yeah. Well, you know, not all of us have family. <laughs> <laughs> nudge,
1: nudge family
3: is what you
4: make it, <laughs>
1: yes. Aren't so, we, this is very true.
4: Aren't we family there?
2: Yes, uh, I Jordan? We yes we're a wolf pack, right? Is that what you not said? I I did
4: say that uh, some a uh, long time ago.
2: <laughs> I was met with maybe awkward. a little prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> met with met with awkward contempt. <laughs> Is anybody else gonna have those beans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plenty of beans in Cull Show's pot. So. um <laughs> And uh, you guys uh, can finish energy. off the beans and Lasso's mm-hmm. going to, you know, converse as long as you guys want and and she's going to take off. Um,
4: I mean, I, I'll just try to keep talking to her. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> okay. In a, in a sad puppy dog sort of way. Uh, and she, she seems really, you know, um, she's taken by you uh you can tell that she is she's uh um intrigued by your you know story and you know this wild barbarian human and you know and she she doesn't have the natural revulsion to humans that the other elves uh elves do but uh because she's lived in the human world most of her life so uh she's you know she returns your affection a little bit gives you some hope so
3: Even with me slurping beans between the two of them. (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance.
1: Alron's just looking back and forth, eating beans. Um,
2: I'm just watching the three of of, (laughs) them. The the dynamic. Uh,
1: So she eventually begs uh, forgiveness and, you know, the men are all standing around like, uh, you know, sighing. And so she's like, you know, yeah, we have to we have to carry on and you know perhaps we'll see you back at the camp i good luck finding luggy i'm afraid you know i feel somewhat guilty for losing him but he he was most insistent he does have a certain way about him when he you know gets his mind set on something i mean
4: are there any other clues or anything that you've come across that have been maybe interesting but maybe that didn't pan out that we could check out again
1: um she shrugs and thinks and she's just kind of like I'm I'm afraid not I've told you everything I know. We've watched this strange happening, you know, over and over again these past couple of weeks. Um you know people parties gather and and camp and disappear in the night and um uh, You know without a trace
4: well we have some magic-y people perhaps they'll find something
1: perhaps that will help I'm hoping that you can find Luggy he was he was a good good young man we'd hate to lose him so and she takes her group and uh, departs farewell and uh, blows you a kiss on the way out (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> um. And then uh, as she's gone into the night, you can still hear Steg cursing as he stumbles his way down the mountainside. And uh, you guys can, you know, you know it's about three hours away, so you can. I suppose you're all awake now, except for Thora and Red First
3: shift, we need to get some sleep. Still,
1: okay.
4: Yeah, at this point, it it seems like we'd be better off. This camping and getting a first start in the morning.
1: Okay, so you guys do... First light. You set your watches. We'll use the <laughs> other perception that you already rolled. And uh, you hear nothing else in the night.
3: Not even that crazy sound.
1: Uh, you don't hear the crazy sound. Um, but you wake up the next morning. Birds are chirping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, you see that it's kind of an overcast day looks like a storm might be brewing um and uh it's a little bit colder than it was um you can sort of tell it's going to be one of those one of those days storm's going to roll in so probably best you know red thorns awake he's like it's we got to go we got to find this place before you know the storm shuts everything down and so he's He's eager to get moving again. Um yeah. hasn't been very talkative.
4: That's yeah, fine. Gosh show's feeling moody, so break camp very quickly.
1: <laughs> okay, so you guys march on. Um and you can you can sort of see there's a, a ridge line along the uh edge of this this well, it's not really a mountain, but uh this hill. And it looks like people have traveled this way, you know, quite often. Um, It's pretty easy going, but it's a solid three or four hours before you arrive. Uh, But you can see the edge of the chasm um, well before that. Um, And you see it's just like this endless sort of void, uh, this massive canyon that just uh, spreads off in the distance for, you know, miles and, uh, you know, you can't see all the way across it. Oh. Um, And there, kind of on the edge of the chasm, you see this enormous, you can't tell from a distance, but once you get closer, you see it's an enormous earthen ramp uh, that's been built up uh, right up to the edge of the chasm. And it goes up, you know, feet in the air and slopes down Uh, it's been smoothed out packed down and then at the very end at the top there's like the start of a bridge I mean someone built a stone bridge and looked like it's just hanging out there over the the chasm and that's it Um, those of you with any survival skill you can tell that been a lot of traffic down here uh you see signs of many camps uh lots of footprints um you know signs of orcs humans um you know just kind of just a mess of activity um but most of it seems to be coming in from one direction from the mountains through the pass and then disappearing and you can see a you know more fresh camp kind of nudged up against the base of this earthen ramp, uh, where you know you suspect Lhasa and her group had their camp.
4: So I mean, I, I guess I would say we should check the bridge out first. But are there tracks leading to the bridge? Like a lot of
1: like people have been traveling up that ramp. Uh, yeah. You think you see you you notice some signs, but you can't tell if it's. Just the work on the bridge, you know, people coming and going, Uh, it's been packed down quite a bit. So there's not a lot of recent activity that you can glean from it. Mm. You're guessing Lhasa and her group probably went up there like she said they did, Um, you know, but hard to tell how much recent activity it's seen. Does the end of the bridge look
2: like it's completed? Or does it look like it's uncompleted?
1: Uh, it looks a little bit incomplete.
3: Okay. We should go up there and detect magic. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So you go climb up on the bridge, um, and you get up there, and the view is just mind-boggling. You're hanging out over this, you know, endless chasm, and um, you know it's it's an amazing sight. To see that like this whole mountain just kind of disappeared just was like ripped from the earth and gone and uh, you're on the bridge and can't detect anything hmm. Redthorn's looking around like he's you know really curious um, kind of seems a little bit more like himself um, as he's inspecting things, peering over the edge on either side, you know, kind of, you know, he can tell he's thinking, um, maybe trying to put himself in Luggy's place. Like what did Luggy see here? You know, where could Luggy have gone from here? He's, he's seems very, very into the moment.
2: I'm going to, uh, have Roland like off fly straight off the bridge. Like into front of the bridge, and just look over the chasm, and maybe get a little bit of height and kind of an over uh, sight. Well, that's <laughs> it's the nice point. nice knowing I mean, you. No, it didn't.
3: That's what it, do it. Do I it. Got up. more of him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> more Don't more tell work, him, right? but
1: yeah, the whole the, the whole area lights up like a giant bug zapper, and <laughs> Roland falls into Better the chasm. Better him than us. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's fine. He okay. does a, a loop around yeah. and. And you can work out and yep. see what he sees. And it's just like this huge, you know, black void below. Um, you know, you can sort of see the, the sides as it's, you know, it goes straight down into the earth. This massive canyon that seems to have no, no end. And uh, he flies back. Fine. Nothing to report. I'd say uh, anybody, you know, seems different. I mean, Red Thorn seems, you know, obviously a little more thoughtful right now. Um, say that maybe Thora yes. feels a little weird.
0: I will tell them I'm feeling a little weird.
2: <laughs> like how so?
0: I don't know. Maybe a little indigestion. <laughs> I don't know. All what those, those beans, beans last beans. night.
2: And <laughs> a lot of seasoning. A lot of beans. Or something. Uh,
0: is it like directed towards the end of the bridge? Am I feeling anything emanating?
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. You you feel, uh, we'll just say it's like uh, goose goosebumps mm. up and down your spine, you know, as you stare off the end of this bridge. Maybe you're afraid of heights. Um, maybe it's something else, but it's it's odd. Um, you know, and maybe maybe Ajax is, you know, squirming around, feeling, sensing your unease or discomfort. And so you're both kind of feeling a little squirmy and Red Thorn's, you know, curious. And the rest of you are just kind of getting nothing from it.
0: So I will put... Ajax down and I will walk towards the end of the bridge
1: Uh, so you put Ajax down and he looks up at you and he looks at the bridge looks up at you again looks at the bridge and then he just kind of like starts bebopping around like hopping galloping so Um, I talk
0: to him okay because I can talk to him, yeah, well so what what is going on with you, Ajax
1: uh, <laughs> yeah Ajax <laughs> I'm a goat <laughs> um how you feeling? <laughs> like you know uh you get the get the sense from him that it's it's uh not the right time
0: Oh, Ajax says it's not the right time oh, so we should wait. Hmm. But, but I don't know what the right time is.
1: You know, when you see Ajax, kind of, you know, run up to the edge of the bridge and come galloping back, you know, hopping, doing his little goat thing, you know. Seems seems like he's happy, anxious, nervous, and you know,
0: probably hungry because he's cold
1: guess <laughs> he's goat uh, yes he might be hungry
5: well,
4: so maybe this there is something magic here but it only works at the you know I don't know when the moon shines or something if it's based yeah so
3: if it's based on the sun and the moon then
2: and those sounds were heard
1: at night yeah yeah it's true
2: Well, we can just camp at the base of the bridge and see what happens. Or we can go, I mean, the path leads to the bridge and that's where it ends. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And the chasm has always been there. Do we know if it's always been there?
3: Well, since the mountain disappeared. Yeah. Okay. hundred and some years ago. Okay.
2: So they're building this bridge to something. On the other side, does it look
1: like there's anything that they would build a bridge to? Uh, no. I mean, the chasm is wide enough that you can't see the other side. That would be crazy to build a bridge across a large chasm.
3: What? And uh, there was a fortress in the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. There was a fortress, like, right here.
1: Like, right here. So
3: they're building a bridge to the fortress gates. That's my thought.
4: So maybe all that stuff is still here, but not really here, or... Exactly.
2: If something mm-hmm. like a black hole took it in or something that mountain there could be a dimension that it could have fallen into or who knows
4: it just seems unlikely that uh it's like this piece of paper that they're going to build this ramp and bridge with all this effort that uh, with no purpose it's
3: a lot of work for what seems to be nothing
4: mm-hmm. i vote then uh, if we've had all these scouts scour in the area for weeks and found nothing perhaps we would just or sit- vanished we just sit tight.
2: Cluggy.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna hang out, make camp here a little mm-hmm. early, and yeah.
4: find some shelter out of the sun and within close sight of the bridge, and just
1: okay. Pass
3: and the have day. a barbecue.
1: Have a barbecue. So the camp that's kind of nestled at the base of the earth and ramp um, is uh, looks to be protected. Uh, that storm that seems to be brewing it definitely does seem to be um, picking up steam. Uh, air is getting colder. Um, you can tell that you know probably later in the day, the afternoon or evening you know it's all all hecks gonna break loose and uh, you'll have a you know a mountain blizzard on your hands. Um, so this looks like a pretty good sheltered spot. Um, if you want to be this close to the to the ramp, but that's where Lasa, you know, and her crew built their camp. So yeah,
3: I want to be close to the ramp. Okay,
1: so, so we'll wait. you just reuse that and you build your camp. And the day passes. Um, you don't hear anything. There's no sign of activity. Kind of what Lhasa said. There's just like nothing happening. Uh, and from what you've heard, there have been you know regular groups small and large, kind of passing through this area, hanging around this bridge and then disappearing. Um, But you see none of that. Um, You do, uh, sometime in the afternoon, hear that crazy noise again. Um, And it is weird. I mean, the, the added echo and reverberation off the canyon walls behind you, It's just kind of like this this strange mix of horns and this keening whale. Um, It's just very odd.
0: And where does it come from?
1: It's coming from deeper in the mountains, kind of north um, uh, and west of you. Um,
4: If this doesn't pan out, we should go check that out.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, it starts to get dark. It's very cold now. You guys have to bust out your uh, extra cloaks and whatever other winter gear that you brought, and um, it's you know bitterly cold. And then the snow starts to fall, and it starts to blow, and your visibility sort of disappears, and you can't see anything, you know, past this this ramp, um, and night falls.
0: Okay, so I will st- I will go back up the ramp and check out the bridge again.
1: Um, you go back up the ramp and, you know, the wind is blowing. It's pulling at your cloak and um, nothing happens. You can go to the end. It seems totally fine. You what know, does Ajax say? Ajax is still, you know, not the right time.
0: Well, can Ajax tell me when the right time is?
1: uh Ajax shrugs <laughs> shrugs <laughs> eh, eh. Go, go shrug go shrug uh no he doesn't know uh the the time concept is is maybe a little different for him or hard for him to comprehend, but he's he's uh is is not now uh,
4: so I'm assuming we're all standing there. we wouldn't have just sent her up alone no. Uh, I'm going to draw my sword and step up to the bridge, the bridge and hold it up I'm just kind of try to concentrate on it and okay uh, like whisper into the sword. <laughs> Can you give me inside dark star? <laughs> it's time dark star.
1: Uh, nothing happens. You're just a weird guy holding your sword out over the end of a bridge in a storm.
3: The classic there. tale of yep. the
1: weird guy with the sword.
3: Mm. Sounds like me in high school.
2: <laughs> Thora, you said you
1: got. Are you getting that feeling again?
0: I, am I getting that feeling again?
1: You, you, yeah. I mean, when you get up there, I mean, you you feel goosebumps. You're like something. Something's not right, but you you have no clue what it is. So,
2: Thora, you, uh, we've been. A group for a while and I don't I don't know if there's some questions that we've possibly I, I mean I feel like I have gotten to know you to a certain <laughs> point, but you Who where do you get your you powers better. from?
0: I, I I have told you this.
2: Yes, from do you believe do you communicate with this with this being
0: not as often as, as I would like. Yeah. She just comes when she decides to come. I can't really control it. So you it can't any- no, call I- her upon her? I could, I guess I could. And she would come if she wanted or not.
1: Okay. Now
2: Nobody you know. else has a weird feeling, though? No. I mean...
1: Uh- uh, Red Thorn is, I mean, he's looking like he's waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: what about uh, what is going on with you, Red Thorn? Are you sensing something? <sighs>
1: he's like kind of shakes his head and he's like, he's like, oh, no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just torn between my responsibility to the queen and, and responsibility to protecting Luggy and I feel like I'm failing both of them right now. That's, uh, that's we all. We told
0: you that we, you should have just gone south.
1: Yes, yes, I, I know, but it's. that's, this will be over. We'll 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 get back.
0: Okay, you keep telling yourself that.
1: <laughs> I say we maybe
2: head to the sound. Okay. I mean, we've set up a full. I mean, after a full night. Oh, I didn't know yeah. you're. Yeah, that's what
1: I mean. That,
0: yes, I want to be here right. in the morning. Uh, yeah, and mean, we're going
4: to basically go through a whole night. I mean, is there a, correct? Like a phase of the moon or anything? In else?
1: the you're going to be at the top of the bridge the whole night. Is this mm. going to be cold? I'd say
2: the base of the camp.
1: Okay, at the camp. Yeah.
0: I want to be able... Can I see the bridge from the camp? I want to be able to see what anything that happens up there.
1: Uh, you won't be able to see what happens up there, but you'll be right next to the earthen ramp that leads to the bridge. I don't
0: like that, no.
4: Well, then I, I think that then maybe through the night, we just every couple hours go back up there.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, you. Uh, you is that your plan? Yes. Okay.
0: I to move with cultural.
1: Are you taking watches or anything, or just all staying wake awake through the night? Mm,
3: I think we'll take watches. Yeah. I think if someone's going to go up to the top of the the bridge, one person should be a few feet back just in case they go vanishing.
2: I would like to dispel Roland as a mockingbird and take time again to bring him back as an owl.
1: So, you do he that. will
2: sit. he'll sit at the end of the
1: the bridge. End of the bridge. So, uh, you guys take your watches. Are you giving Redthorn a watch? Sure. Okay. So, um, Redthorn does not actually sleep through any of your watches. He seems too agitated, too alert preoccupied with the situation so he's just going to stay up the whole time Um, but we'll say about towards the end of the second watch um, you're there and Ajax starts to squirm starts to bleat like crazy and squirm and is trying to get out of his little uh, baby Bjorn that you carry him around in and, um, trademarked. <laughs> so he, uh, he, uh, is squirming, trying to get out, and he uh, will say, unless you try to stop him, he.
0: No, I will, uh, I, I, very responsive. I will put him down.
1: Okay. So he takes off and just bolts up the ramp.
0: Okay. I follow.
4: Um, I think we would all follow at that point if people were asleep. We're like, okay. This might be it, people.
1: Yeah. And Redthorn, he was, he's like, waiting for something to happen and he's he's right behind you um and the rest of you are right behind him and so you guys are rushing up up the earthen ramp mm-hmm. the storm is raging all around you um and you quickly lose sight of ajax but fortunately he's you can hear his bleeding you know and he's just like letting you know where he's at and he's off and up and you guys are just following him
0: yeah Yes. Yep. Yes.
1: So you get up to the top of the bridge and it's like almost impossible to tell where you're even at up there and you know you're on the bridge you can feel the stone beneath your feet you hear Ajax up ahead and you're running you're running, you're running and then all of a sudden the storm stops and you look and you're on a mountainside right. and it's noticeably warmer. And it feels kind of summery here. And
3: all of us are there?
1: And all of you are there. And you don't see Ajax. He's gone. I said all of us. But up in the distance, up off to your right, there's like a path. Uh, you see a young curly-haired boy uh, smiling and laughing and he waves to you like waves you on and then he takes off and you see that this boy has goat legs and he's springing up the hill <laughs> bleeding <laughs> and urging you forward and that's where we'll leave it oh, for this week
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Is
2: Ajax Pan? Oh. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs>
0: the whole time. If he's actually a, like some kind of humanoid, it's going
2: to be very awkward. <laughs> or a fae of some sort.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. Oh. Uh,
3: Alright then. Okay. So.
1: So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what uh, how close the two of you were, but we'll uh, find out. Yep, yeah, we'll find out uh anyway well thanks guys that yeah. went uh quite a bit longer than i yeah, than a lot I of traveling thought, but there was a lot of traveling yeah. and um just kind of wanted to reassure you that stuff was happening you weren't just like uh uh what do they say peeing into the wind right sure the whole time that's like...
0: the phrase <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so we'll call it good for this All weekend right, let's okay. Next time.